grand final, however, Benji Marshall fell like McDonald's, so he went out and, and brought home uh, at 11 o'clock at night uh, McDonald's <laughs> for, their pre, for their pre-match meal for the biggest game of their lives. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tucker Podcast and we've got dual grand final winner 03 with the Panthers and 05 with the West Tigers Paul, I'm probably going to butcher the last name Fadawira um, Thank you for joining us today, mate You're welcome, CJ Pleasure to be here and you you, you, you said it pretty awesome So, Okay <laughs> Okay, so because I know it's not Wadawira um, that, That'd be a bit, yeah um, But I've tried my best because I you were one of the... Um, outstanding players when I was a kid growing up watching um, you, um, Lance Hire and all them of the New Zealand um, team in particular. Um, so you were always on the screen that all the all the commentators would always be saying, Paul Fadawira on the wing or, or whatever. Um, so let's get started. Your debut with the Warriors. Um, what was that like for you getting your, more or less for the Auckland Warriors because you're more or less, I think it's from Wellington, um, but getting your debut for in first grade. I was, I was 17 years old at the time, and uh, my grand was, was the coach, and I moved uh, from my hometown of Waniomata uh, straight into the Big Smoke. So I, I left school and did a pre-season training with the Warriors. Okay. And round two, my grand uh, comes up to me and says, hey, just, you're going to come with the, for us uh, to a trip to Sydney. You're going to stay for a week. You won't play this week. I just want you to get a feel of what it's like to stay in a five-star hotel train with the boys while over in Australia. So you're not playing, I just want to bring you, bring you over here for experience. Yep. So here I am, uh, a young 17-year-old boy from Wanyomata, staying in a five-star hotel, <laughs> eating all this extravagant, beautiful food. We had scotch for the steaks and pasta oh. meal. I pretty much, uh, after a week of staying in a five-star hotel, pretty much put on five kilos. <laughs> and three, three hours before kickoff, Mark Graham comes up to me and says, hey, Bats, you're playing. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yes, and he told me three hours before the game, I was, uh, fortunately, I was rooming with Monty Beatham, and he, he calmed me down. And yeah, it would have been yeah, experienced. Yeah, it was a yep. moment. Yeah, it was special moments. I only played three minutes, but I'll tell you what. Still uh, three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed the pace of playing first grade football to playing uh, rugby league college football, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I was thankful that Mark Graham believed in my talents at such a young age. Mm. Well, yeah, um, that's insane. The, like, do you think maybe he had that planned for the whole week? Like he told you, no, not, not going to play, but he totally, t- he totally planned it, do you reckon? Uh, most probably. But for myself, it was, yeah, it come as a shock. Like I said, I, was, I thought I was only there, over, over there for a holiday. <laughs> but I ended up playing and, uh, yeah, no, it was a uh, special moment. And... Yeah, it was, I'm just thankful that Mark Graham saw, saw my talents and, and, and believed in me at a young age and was able to play alongside uh, Stacey Jones and Nigel Wagner, who were, who were legends and oh, who I looked up definitely. to at the time as well. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, obviously, 
once your stint at the Warriors ended, you headed over to the Melbourne Storm, heading over to, you could say, the mainland of NRL um, in Australia, in the Storm. What was that like and the culture differences and all that sort of stuff for you? The, the culture was was a complete uh, change okay. uh, with Melbourne. With Melbourne, as everybody knows, they have a winning culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I always wanted to to go to Melbourne. Okay. I'll, I'll backtrack it a few yeah. years. Go for was, it. Melbourne Storm came to Wellington. I was a 16-year-old and they ran a training camp. Chris Anderson uh, was the coach at the time and there were 70 young uh, rugby league uh, talents from Wellington. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I was picked out of the, the, these bunch to come and train with the Melbourne Storm. At oh, wow. 16. wow. This was a 1999 preseason, 98 preseason, sorry, before they won the premiership. Yep. And training alongside Tolden Nico and Richard Swain, uh, Matt Uroa, Stephen Kearney, Kamali, Hill, yep. everyone. Paul Marquette, uh, Marcus Bai. All training. those names make goosebumps. Yeah, legends. Training with them at 16 for a whole week. Was was the best uh, ex- uh, experience that I, I had ever gotten. It gave me their passion and gave me their drive to to become a first grade player. So even though I went to the Warriors and, and it was a uh, I, I experienced a lot uh, that year. I always wanted to play for the Storm in Australia because yeah, as we we know the Australian uh, Australian culture, especially in rugby league. Is they do, do have their winning attitude, especially yeah. at Melbourne Storm. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I only played six first-grade games. Still played games and still was amongst that culture and that winning culture, you know? That's right. Uh, they, they, they they still, to this day, have their winning attitude. Exactly. You could, pl- you could play no games for Melbourne Storm, but still be contracted with them for a year and get so much out of it, you know? Yeah, 100% right, CJ. And so I, I'm also learnt watching these legends uh, on the field but also away from the field and I picked up those triads and work ethic and I, I believe that was the, the best lesson education that I got in rugby league uh, living in Melbourne playing for Melbourne Storm for their whole year and it put me in good stead uh, when I moved to the Panthers and well, yeah you, you definitely because well yeah because the next two clubs you played for were grand final winners um, and you were in those both of those grand finals with the Panthers in 03 and the Tigers in 05 so, I mean, first of all, let's just get the elephant out of the room and talk about the grand finals first. What was it like to win your first grand final in 03 with the Panthers? And what was it like winning it in 05 with the Tigers and the potential differences that you felt at the end of each game? Great question, CJ. Looking back at it, I, I, I'm also appreciated now that, that since I've retired, yeah. when you went as a player, it, it came so quickly. I yep. was only 21 22 years of age and I was so young I didn't know how to appreciate it or understand the magnitude of, of winning playing it in the grand final but uh, you know, let alone winning, winning grand final so uh, I, I do appreciate it now but looking back uh, at, in 2003 wow uh, <laughs> we, we weren't favourites we, we won, <laughs> won the, the Roosters they had the, the legend Brad Fittler yeah, who was they went on to go into three more grand finals, I think. Like, they'd won it the year before, come up against you, went up against Bulldogs the year after. They were the the team to beat at the beginning of the 2000s. They were. They were. And so, we, we honestly, we, we had no pressure in 2003. Uh, John Lang was a, was a great uh, coach. He um, uh, had, had genuine uh, personal ability to connect to the players. And their whole week, uh, 
the grand final week we prepared like we normally do. We didn't yep. get overawed by the occasion. I know the Roosters, they stayed in the hotel for the entire week, so they would have walked into their hotel room, the media everywhere. We, we stuck to a normal routine. We had no pressure. We weren't favourites. Yeah, from what know. I was told by, because I've been told by a few players from that team, you know, Trent Waterhouse, Sats and all that, and Gower, um, he said that Lange told you guys literally just to treat the week like it was no different. Go, play golf if you play golf. Do whatever, you know, lap up the week because it may never come and happen again for you guys. That is 100% right. And we, we, we prepared the, the best we could. We took one game at a time. We, we had no pressure. Obviously, there's pressure on us, but the yeah. is... Had more pressure to go back to back, yeah. Yeah, they, the, the more the pressure was on on the roosters. So we we knew what we could do. We believed in our skills. Our the com- team camaraderie at the time was was at, at its highest. Uh, we won eight straight, which was yeah. broken now by the Panthers or twenty. Again, yeah, by the Panthers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully there there's a there's, there is a repeat and and uh, uh, premiership because it's been a long time. It's... But yeah, we, we just we just had a lot of confidence in ourselves. Uh, Reese Wessel was playing out of our skin. Oh, mate, yeah. more, uh, Danger man. Obviously, we had the, probably the, the, the world's greatest center at the time, Ryan Gertler. Mm-hmm. And Craig, Gow, Craig Gower, our, our captain, our leader, was was doing his job well. And we we we, we stuck to our guns. We, it was a rainy day. Oh, it was bucketing that game. It yeah, was yeah. So it probably played into our favour, CJ. We're some yeah. big boys, as you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we we were able to to uh, take out the win. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Luke Luke Prittis was our only grand final experience in our team because he'd played in the 2000 with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. He 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 definitely definitely led by example as well. And he showed his true true uh, leadership qualities and setting up few of the tries and, and scoring scoring one at himself so yeah and there was a halftime spray that like, apparently Joel Clinton went off in the sheds at, at halftime do you remember anything that he said during that halftime sorry uh, I, I may have gone to the toilet before while I was having this uh, talk but now it was uh, it was a lot of emotion when you're playing it in front of 80 it was like people. a we can do this sort of thing it wasn't a going off it was a fuck yeah we can do this we've got this sort of thing yeah, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but uh, Joel Clinton is a very passionate man. Yes. And he, and he speaks from the heart and he leads by example. And while it worked, we, we were able to pull away and, and win the grand final grand now, final convincingly. Now, the turning point. Um, some argue that it was Sat's tackle. Others argue that it was Luke Rooney's second try. For you personally, during the game, if you remember, which was the turning point, in your opinion, out of those two events? Oh. The, 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 they were both in, important part, uh, parts in, in the game. I, I have to say uh, Scott Settler's tackle was was uh, a def- definitely a, a relief factor. Mm. Well, it would have been <laughs> a momentum <laughs> shift, that's for sure, yeah. Momentum shift, it could have gone <laughs> either way. And just to see the effort that Scott Settler put in to, to make that tackle, yeah. it, it definitely picked up all of our spirits. So I, I have to do, out of those two, yeah, it would have been uh, Settlers' uh, try saving tackle. No, that's fair enough. And then, and then two years later, you're in the grand final again with the Tigers. More or less a fairy tale story with the Tigers because you know their fifth year in the comp since merging with uh, Western Suburbs and Balmain becoming the merger. Um, and yeah, what was that like again? Getting there and the week leading up to and everything in between. The 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 week 
well, it, it was there were a lot, a lot of media, a lot of, lot of, lot of attention as you get in the grand final. You uh, do you think you know, definitely more than what you received in 03? Oh, they're, they're both, they're both the same. I just think because the West Tigers had never played in the grand final mm. before as an organisation, the, the, the caliber of our players we have more of a younger side, I, I guess and. And I guess for me, having more of a, a leadership role within the West Tigers, yep, as the only player that played in the grand final and had experienced what it's like to play in the grand final, I, I think I, I felt more ownership and leadership to to lead and perform. Don't get me wrong, we had a number of leaders in, in our team. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you were one of the ones that had grand final experience. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And... And just just the uh, how can I put it? I played alongside Benji Marshall. <laughs> just a young, wow. confident, uh, mouldy boy, Kiwi boy from New Zealand, and and just seeing a, a club that has never experienced uh, this magnitude of a game before. Uh, uh, I, I guess it. And not, I, I don't honestly, I don't think CJ that I'll be playing in, in another grand final. Yeah, I thought after the Panthers, well, this this could be. This yeah. is it. You know, this is the peak. Yeah. This is the peak. Uh, I may not get this opportunity again. And when I signed up with the West Tigers, they, they were they weren't they weren't a top eight team. You went over with Sats, I'm pretty sure, as well, from the Panthers to the Tigers, because you went in 04, didn't you? Or did you go in 05 to the Tigers? I, I went in 05 with the the West oh, okay. Tigers. Because it's like, cause, yeah, Sats went in 04. Sats, sorry, Sats was a big part uh, and influence of me signing with the West Tigers. Oh, okay. He he he, he 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 put in a good word with Tim Sheens and. And I, I, I caught up with Satsy and, and uh, Tim Sheens before I signed up. So, so you, Sats was a was a, was a, a driving a factor. Factor in, in, in me uh, signing with the Tigers. No, that's good. Um, and obviously, at the end of the game, everyone knows that grand final because so many of the teammates had to, you know, gave the swear and all that at the end of the game. Uh, but that's just young, inexperienced, and literally on that massive high of high. What was it like um, at the end of that grand final when you realised you'd won and done it again, literally two years after you'd done it the first time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the words that came out of the, the mouth, the, the, the words that came out of the, our, our players' mouth was, yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they're in the they're in the motion. They're just it's achieved, the raw emotion. Yeah, something special. It was raw. It was raw and it was real. Mm. For me, uh, it was it was uh, I guess a sense of, of relief. I had. Probably had about twenty family members fly over from New Zealand oh, to oh, far out to to be a part of this occasion and to to get the win was obviously special and awesome. And with that West Tigers team, where where usually when you play team sports for a long time, you, there's always one bad apple in the, in the team. Mm. But I have to say the uh, the Panthers and also the Tigers uh, a team where they were all we're all connected and we mm. we. We respected each other, and our communication with each other, each other was awesome. So it was, yeah, it was surreal. It went so quickly. Mm. Uh, the, the 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 week. And now the years passed. It's been fifteen years world, since. Party, and I tell you what. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was it was really special, and I was able to share that moment with my big brother uh, Vern, who who did the lap of honor with me and celebrated with me as well as my family that night. And yeah, it was, it was um, a, a memories that I'll, I'll never forget. That's awesome. Honestly, that's awesome. And speaking of partying, what's your current beer of choice at the moment? 
I, I don't mind the the pale owl actually. Okay. Yeah, over here in New Zealand, we we have a beer called the Tuakana. Okay. Uh, a beer, which is 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 the pale owl. Yes, okay. I like I like pale owl. I I back in my days to like the Okrona, but I, I stick to my pale owl these days. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, how do you like your steak cooked? I like my steak well done. Oh, okay. Well done, cooked to perfection I like a bit of marinade what movie or show sort of on Netflix or whatever are you currently binging or what or a movie well, that you watched recently that you really loved yes so over here in New Zealand we had COVID a lockdown for for a long period of time a few months ago yep we're currently we're currently in a two-week lockdown here in Auckland at the moment mm-hmm. the, 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 the Netflix programs episode that I've watched over and over again would have to be The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. Okay, okay. So I've, I've had a few reruns of, of, of that uh, program. I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. Yep. I think it's a legend. So yeah, I have to say The the Last Dance. Yep, well, that's fair enough. Um, if you hadn't have gone into you know the NRL first grade, what do you think, what job you would have eventuated into in life? Well... My older brother joined the army. I, I have a, a couple of elder cousins that joined the, the SAS and the Foreign Legion. Oh, wow. And was, yep. So I, I, I believe that I would have gone into the army looking to go into the, the SAS. Yep, which is the elite of the elite, specialist service, yes. far out. <laughs> yep. So that was, that was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't meant to be. Clearly not, no. Um, but you obviously were destined for other things. And um, t- backtracking to the grand finals, um, to anyone who doesn't know, you had your 2003 ring stolen from your house. I don't know whether it was a, a home invasion or something, but it was stolen nonetheless. Um, but it wasn't found by the police until about, I want to say about five years later in 08. What was that like, having, for lack of a better term, the highest of highs in 03, and then having that more or less taken from you, minus the memories, because the memories will stay with you. And then being, and then having it returned to you again. Like, what? Tell us all about that. My last game for the the Panthers was in two thousand and four. We played the the Bulldogs in the preliminary grand final. We we lost. The mm-hmm. Bulldogs went on to win that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my last game, and I spent the night out with 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 my former teammates up at the Panthers club, and I rocked up at home. The early hours of the morning, and what I do know was daylights, and we rocked up and noticed that my house had been burgled. So they knew that I was out playing footy, and so yeah, it wasn't a nice feeling at all. Mm. Uh, the NRL were very supportive, though. They that okay. within the, within the next couple of months, they they made me a new NRL ring. Oh wow! So okay, maybe a new ring, exactly the same. So, so uh, thank you to the, to the NRL, Zed's jeweler, they were primo. When I signed with the Huddersfield Giants in 2008, so I, a year later, I got a call from uh, Nancy, the, the Panthers trainer, and, yep. and told me that uh, the police had done a, a raid on a drug house out in yep. Penrith. Okay. And they found this ring. Oh. <laughs> so there's only one ring. There's only one ring with 2003 with number four. Yep. Which was fine. So, yeah, very, very grateful that they were able to to find their original ring and did you have to give back the replacement one to the nrl or were you allowed to no, keep no. it as well oh that's just that's, that's the funny story <laughs> oh you know i didn't i didn't 
I was able to keep the the ring that they gave me, but I still yep. haven't managed to get hold of that original ring. Yet. Oh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> I don't want to drop names. I don't no, don't, names. don't, no, I'm don't. Given to a former West Tigers, oh wow, well, a West Tigers Teammate. player within that 2005, and it's been misplaced somewhere in their house. So it's <laughs> yet to be res- uh, returned. Yet but at least you know where people. it is. You just don't know, know where it is. is. Yep. <laughs> I know which house it's in. Uh, West Tigers Premiership winning player yep. teammate. Yep. No, don't, name, don't, but... don't name names, but you at least know it's safe. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I know it's safe, or hopefully it's safe. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, although it's, it wasn't nice to, to get your ring stolen, I was really grateful for the NRA to, to recreate this ring. Mm. It's the same ring. And my dad wears, wears that ring uh, down in Wellington. Oh, wow. So he walks around the, the local township with the ring up. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, well, you've got the 05 ring anyway, so you've more or less got rings for days. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, after your time with the Tigers, um, you went over to Huddersfield and played in the Super League. What was that like, um, again, culture-wise and in general, the sport in particular? Yeah, very cold. <laughs> yeah? Colder than New Zealand, do you reckon? Very cold. For colder than New Zealand. New Zealand oh, wow. Yeah, colder than New Zealand. The sun's out here at the moment. No. Uh, yeah. I, I remember watching uh, uh, during the 06 or 07 season, I, I, I missed the game. I, I had a head concussion. So I missed one game. And uh, Tim Sheens uh, pulled up this young 16, 17-year-old kid from from, from uh, straight out of school. And it yep. was to Chris Lawrence. And yep. never had heard of him. And I'm watching the, the game from Sydney. And they're playing in Brisbane. He's only 17 years old. He scored like, uh, set up two tries and scored a 60-meter try himself. And, and now he's retiring at the end of this season. So big ups to him for that for that career. Yes. Yeah, great, great, uh, great man. Great team man. Uh, legendary player. Very professional uh, person. It was, it was great to see him have a, a long career. But I was watch- at the time, I was watching Chris. I thought to myself, wow, I better start looking elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I, I knew this kid had talents. And you didn't want to hinder his making it into the first grade team by trying to stay. Example, <coughs> Cameron Smith with Brandon Smith, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, in all honesty, uh, my, my, I stayed another year at the Tigers and, and was able to uh, take Chris under my wing at that time. But for me, I, I knew that it was time to move on. My, my body was breaking down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, little niggle injuries turned into long injuries. And I thought, hey, I've... I've I'm, I'm 26 years old now. I've played two in our grand finals. I've played over 100. And you played for the Kiwis at that point as well, you know? Yeah, I, I thought I ticked all the boxes and and I thought, hey, um, I've only got a short lifespan. I, I need to... Give it a crack think, in the uh, Super League. Yep, I need to think business sense. I need to think uh, pro-longevity. And I, so Huddersfield come with a, a lucrative contract and I, I signed with Huddersfield and, and moved there for three years. And at the time, I... Uh, the first year, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my my daughter, who Gabrielle Kai, who's ten years old now, was born over in England. And oh wow! So they're an English citizen, I'm guessing, a British citizen. No, no, no. She she's a, she's an Aussie Kiwi citizen. Okay. But unfortunately, she wasn't able to get that uh, passport, dual passport. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been well documented. I had I had mixed uh, experiences over there, but you know, it's uh, life chucks us curveballs, and it's it's. It's how we learn from those experiences, and what footy was great. Mm. Uh, it's funny, also my the, my off off field uh, life and with my mental health state at that time, and 
Yeah, so... Did you go travelling while you were over there? Because a lot of players, when they go over there, obviously it's a very long season, including the Challenge Cup, which is, makes it an even longer season. But you get chances like you wouldn't over in Australia. You get literally, say you're not... Say you've got the buy for the weekend sort of thing. You can literally go over to France or Germany or Italy, literally just for a weekend, and it's like flying from New South Wales to Queensland level. CJ. What was that like? CJ, it was, it was primo. Like, I... I Go to Dubai for twenty pounds. I, I travelled around, and as a young wow. man, you you party yeah. a lot, and I, I made some good friends, and, and and got to experience a different culture. I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was able to make uh, friends for life, and and for a sport that you you love playing and to travel, and and and, 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 and you know, not going to lie, you you make some good money doing something you love. Yeah, playing a sport, it's, it's it's a great living. Fantastic. No, that's fair. Um, what are you doing with yourself these days? What I'm doing right now, CJ, I am the director of my company, Antenna Strength. I've created a 10-module resilience program okay. that I deliver to the corporates, professional sporting teams, and high schools across Aotearoa of New Zealand. I have been, before this year, I have been working between two countries, yep. Australia yep. Yep. and New Zealand. So pretty much in a nutshell, just just helping people to, to maintain their health and well-being, stay mentally and physically strong, and to... To be the best that you can be. No, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We've got a question from um, one of our sponsors, Sky Spark Electrical. So I just got to give them a quick plug, which is anyone, if you need electrical services done around your house, whether that's from getting a light installed to big stuff if your house is being built on the Central Coast, um, all the way up to Nelson's Bay and all that, give them a call. He's a big Panthers tragic. Um, he actually asks, what advice would you give to your younger self to go through life knowing what you know now? The advice I'll give to myself is to to always uh, be honest mm-hmm. and, and to, to always give your best every day. Always give your best in whatever you do. No, that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. No, honestly, that's awesome. What are your thoughts on the Panther season so far? We touched on it earlier. What are your thoughts on how they're going, getting the 10 in a row, and who do you think, if uh, if the Panthers do make the grand final, because I believe they're a Smokey for the grand final, because I spoke to Ivan earlier this year, Smokey, in my opinion, even before COVID hit, they, they were for the grand final, and it's looking like it. If they are, who do you think they'll go up against in the grand final? Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're having an outstanding season. The, the... Well, I'll be surprised if they don't make it. Mm, but you never know. Rugby mm-hmm. league is a mm-hmm. is a tough sport, and, and things can yep. turn very quickly. But at the moment, they're in hot form. They're they are the team of the year thus far, and the the the, the playing fantastic football. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm a big Sunny Bill fan. Yep. Uh, uh, even though I, my, me and my fiance, we have battles. She loves the Roosters. I don't. Uh, yep. Because <laughs> she likes them. Uh, I admire them, and others. I just think is that uh, stemming the, from 2003 or just in general. Oh no! Just just because my fiance is, is her team, my oh, okay. I've got a lot of for the Roosters is yep. just that she likes them, so I've got to got to have a bit of passion yep. in the house. So I have to say, I, I'm a big Sunny Bill fan. I, I think uh, hopefully his inclusion to the Roosters will uplift uh, that team, and mm-hmm. and they're a winning team. They've, yeah. they've won two already, and if they're still hungry enough to go for the three peat, uh, I, I I reckon that they'll be there. So. My beloved Panthers, I, I, I reckon uh, my money's on it. That would be interesting. Um, that would be really interesting if the Panthers, if it's a Panthers Roosters grand final, 
and the Panthers win, mate. A replay from 2003. That'll be so interesting. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah. Um, now, did you have any routines or rituals pre-game or the night before? And if not, who do you remember seeing maybe had the weirdest one that you've that you've seen? Well, I can tell you, I, I had a, a yeah. You know, I was a very routine uh, sort of person. Okay. I can share with you a story or oh, please do. Oh, yeah. Please do. I remember the, uh, the grand final. The okay. Night before the grand final, of all nights, the biggest scam of your life. And him and Robbie and, and Dean Hallitar used to have sleepovers the night before. And, As, was that uh, just uh, in general a routine they would do? In general, it was just their uh, routine. Uh, 2005, they, the night before, they, they used to stay around uh, Dean Hallitar's house. Yep. Just to chill out, have a bit of banter and get a good sleep and enjoy the, each other's company. Mm-hmm. The night of the grand final, however, Benji Marshall felt like McDonald's so he went out and, and brought home uh, at 11 o'clock at night uh, McDonald's <laughs> for, their pre, for their pre-match meal for the biggest game of their lives that's not and a really fun. good meal for a pre-match meal no it was uh, yeah Robbie and Dean said no how no but uh, yeah. Benji indulged and, and look what he did the next day <laughs> yeah like I mean I mean I, 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 I can understand pasta or something like that but fucking Maccas and then yeah what he did the next day final <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe um, five eighths around the NRL should, whenever they prep for a grand final, take a page out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. So hey, mm. it worked uh, for me. I, I, I had a I had a routine. I used to clean my boots every game. Okay, but yeah, as in on game day or, or the day before? On, on game day, game morning. I, I I did that from the age of sixteen. Okay, make sure they had clean boots. Uh, I guess my my pre-match meal would have been steak, broccoli. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm a Kiwi boy. I love my bread and, and probably some, some potatoes. It didn't have to be that all the time, but it was either that or a big carbo meal or, or pasta. And I used to, I used to, before a game, if it was a night game, during the day, I would sleep for one or two hours. I don't know why. I was just... Like just a nap sleep. sort of thing? Just a little nap. Not a 10-minute nap, like, but like a two-hour nap. Yeah. Hey, I had a nap this morning, so... But yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? If it was like a, a 7 o'clock p.m. start sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't nap as much during the day, but um, yeah, just clean boots and, and have a little nap uh, during during the day or if it's a night game and... Yep. And uh, that's pretty much my, my, my prep. Yeah. Or routine, anyway. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, what team was the hardest for you personally to go up against emotionally and physically in the NRL and the Super League? Okay, so the the hardest team, I have to say, I don't want to sound uh, cliche, but... But the Roosters, I'm uh, guessing? Every single team that you, yeah, every single team that you play in the NRL, you have to turn up with your A game because yep. there's, there's a high amount of quality in every side. Uh, for, uh, for me to, I guess, when you're... When you play against your your past teams, I'll go, I'll go New Zealand Warriors. Okay. When you play them in New Zealand, mm, I've heard when that. You, your family don't get to see you as often, and you you, you play in your home soil. You play against the Warriors. You want to play. You want to impress your family, your friends. So I have to say, uh, yeah, the the Warriors. Uh, when I played for the Australian teams, coming home and playing against them, they were yeah, uh, okay. it was easy to get me uh, motivated. Yeah okay and yeah and and would that that would obviously that would have also transferred into the physical aspect as well because you would have wanted not just to mentally do well you would have wanted to have like a P 
PB type game, you know. Um, and what about when you were playing in England for Huddersfield? What team do, um, was, you know, that for you sort of thing? Well, it had to be the Leeds Rhinos. They oh, I love the, the Rhinos. I'm, I'm a fan of the Rhinos. <laughs> They're a top team for a number of years, uh, especially the three years that I was uh, part of the Huddersfield uh, organization. Mm-hmm. So, yep, you always knew you were in for a game when you played against Leeds. They Clinton Torpy, they, they had uh, Kali Lulawai. Oh, so don't star studded. Star studded in championships don't lie. They won a number of championships uh, during, during those uh, golden years for them. Yeah, for sure. What was it like to pull on the black and white of the Kiwis? Obviously, you know, do the haka and in general, you know, play for your beloved country. Representing New Zealand, yeah, it was a, it was a dream come true. I'm, I'm sure you, you ask, ask any Kiwi boy that lives in New Zealand, you either want to play for the All Blacks or mm-hmm. you want to play for the Kiwis. And to, to achieve that was, it was a special occasion. For myself, for my family, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a special moment in, in my career. Uh, don't get me wrong; my debut got hammered by Australians, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was still yeah, pride, yeah. still pride to easily too. But but in saying that, uh, I was a part of teams that uh, beat Australia. We played Australia in the grand final in England in the Tri Nations, and we yep. to beat Australia twenty four nil, which was a special occasion for. For New Zealand Rugby League, it was over. It would have been over fifty odd years before uh, New Zealand had beat Australia in the grand final. Was that the O five Tri Nations? O five. Yeah, I remember watching that because I was watching it with my mate who is a Kiwi, and I, obviously I go for Australia, and I was just like, "Well done," but oh, <laughs> not a happy loss for the for the k- Kangaroos that that night. I can I can yeah, tell you that much. So continue. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. But yeah, it was. It was a proud moment. Uh, we 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 both know how made history, Australia. more or less. Yeah, and and I, th- I think they they, they grand final win uh, put the Kiwis in, in good stead for for over the next uh, six to seven years, where the mm. Kiwis were consistent. Oh, they were uh, so consistent, yeah. Over that uh, period, so I, I think that was the starting step. Unfortunately, it's 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're due to, to to get another victory. But hey, this Australia, they're, they're quality players uh, mentally, physically. So it's it's, it's 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 special when you do beat Australia. Yeah, well, it would be definitely because um, Australia and New Zealand are the pinnacle of sporting at the moment in in rugby league, and I'd say it'd be the All Blacks and the Springboks in rugby union. Um, Speaking of Rugby Union, real quick, um, have you been watching the Aotearoa um, conference and how do you think that's going? Oh, I think it's going great. It's, oh, I watched a, a couple of games and it's, yeah, although the, the, the last weekend the, the game was cancelled due to yeah. COVID-19 yep. lockdown here in Auckland, mm-hmm. watching watching rugby and watching having Mount Eden Park having 40,000 people at the, at the stadium, which is only down the road from where we live. Yep, it was, it was great, and the quality of football too. I have to say, I'm a leaguey. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the quality of, of the rugby has really picked up immensely. It's yeah. really entertaining. I've not really watched rugby much yeah. the last ten years or so because, like yourself, I'm a league devout. But I've switched over a bit, you know, in between because obviously COVID, you'll watch as much sport as you can get. Um, so you know, I've been watching the Aotearoa, the Australian Conference, even the South African Conference, and it really has picked up from when I used to watch it in the Super 12s way back when to now it's yeah it's second to none 
Yeah, and some 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 great athletes too. Oh, Burton Barrett and, and, and yes, there's some. Yep. Um, I think uh, there's there's a number of rugby union players that will will make it big in rugby league. I believe. I, I was going to say I'd definitely like to see some of them. I think one that would definitely do well is TJ Paranara. I think yeah. he'd do really well in in rugby league. Yes, he's a quality player. He's 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 tough. Mm. He's tough, and he he has a great. He's got great uh, ball skills, and he's got a really good running game too. Especially for a halfback, he's quite a big man. I, yeah, I bumped into him, I bumped into him at uh, the Auckland uh, Westfield here about yep. a month ago. Oh wow! A great talk with him, and yeah, he he's he's not small for a halfback. <laughs> I, I tell you that. 